0: Here at Kajabi, we are known for one thing, helping everyday people like you build successful businesses online. With our simple all-in-one platform, we've paved the way for over 100,000 people to create 300,000 products and collectively earn over $3.9 billion in revenue. And we've created the Kajabi Edge podcast to inspire, educate, and empower you to do the same. So unlike other podcasts that highlight the glory stories of today's most successful entrepreneurs we're bringing you the real stories from real people who have created real success to give you the online business edge you need to succeed in today's digital marketplace so if you're someone who's looking to start an online business allow us to be the first to welcome you home to the kajabi family everyone and welcome to the kajabi edge podcast where we talk to real entrepreneurs to give you the online business edge you need to succeed on kajabi i'm your host jared loman vice president of customer experience and today we're joined by jm musician coach audacious manifester how's it going today jay
1: it's amazing today thank you so much jared how are you
0: I am doing well. I feel like we need an, an and because there are so many uh, like title p- portions of your title uh, <laughs> needs to be like this. And finally, somewhere in there. Um, we'll work on that. <laughs> um, so where do we start? Let's get let's go with the, the elevator pitch. I don't know which one you want to lock on to a musician, a music <laughs> coach, um, audacious manifester. will well, I'll let you take it away.
1: Of course. So I'm a professional solo cellist and I'm based in the UK. Um, and I'm also, um, a neurodivergent based life coach. So I work specifically with musicians and creatives. So that could be anyone who is in the creative industry, whether it's like knitting or sewing or musician or art, any kind of creativity. Um, and I'm a big believer in setting and achieving goals and just kind of manifesting stuff into your life. It just really propels you to where it is that you want to go. So yeah, I think it's a, a very fitting title because it kind of really sums up exactly what I do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> very nice. Well, all of those things sound like things that I and I'm sure our listeners would be very interested in learning more about. But first, I want to get a little bit of clarity when you say um, neurodiver- neurodivergent coach. Does that mean that you coach neurodivergent people or that you are neurodivergent? Is that is that representative of you or your your audience or both?
1: Both. It's all of the above. So I myself am autistic. I also have ADHD. Um, And because of that, it means that when I'm coaching, I have a lot of insight when it comes to coaching people who are also neurodivergent. Um, My kiddos are neurodivergent and I have a lot of neurodivergent friends as well, particularly because the industries that I'm in and the connections that I've made. So um, it just made sense to use those skills and that hindsight and insight and all of that to really help and support people who needed the same help that I did back in the day and ongoing and moving forward forwards as well.
0: Well, I I, I hope that this like the story actually just really segues well. But let's let's go back to where you started. Uh, Tell us uh, how you got into this field.
1: Oh, man. I mean, it was a it was a really bonkers start, to be honest. I mean, I (laughs) if you want to go right the way back, I started playing the cello. I think it was my ADHD. I didn't know I had ADHD at the time, but it was really a case of um, I was in primary school. So I was like six years old and a teacher walks into the classroom and said, we have a cello teacher who's coming into school who would like to learn to play the cello. And true Hermione style, my hand shot up into the air, it's like, I'll do it, I'll do it. I want to learn, I want to (laughs) learn. I didn't even know what the cello was. I had no idea at all. Um, But I just, I went in and had a go and I've never looked back ever since. Um, And then so many different stories and iterations of my life um, to get here today. But the one thing I knew is that I really wanted to help and support people and just that they don't have to go through the trials and tribulations that I went through. Um, And I came to Kajabi um, (laughs) through a... It was kind of a fortunately unfortunate series of events whereby I was going through a divorce and we'd just come out of lockdown from COVID and I needed to really establish businesses as fast as possible. And I knew I wanted to coach. I didn't want to teach, I wanted to coach. Um, And it was just like everything, true manifestation style, everything fell into place beautifully. Kajabi came along. I'd just done um, Amy Porterfield's Digital Course Academy and she was like, oh, Kajabi, Kajabi. I'm like, yeah, it looks really complicated. But, and then I thought, you know what? If I'm going to figure this out, then there's a community and there's it's all in one platform. So I did that um, and then went in full on coaching and was like, you know what, this might actually work. This feels like it might actually work. And it did. And it's awesome. I love it so much. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so uh take us through uh, uh, where you maybe from a career perspective did you did you just do this right out the gate or did you go through any other jobs what what did your uh, what did your career look like
1: so from the very beginning i mean i so i started playing cello at six and i knew by the age of nine that this was what i wanted to do and i was like yeah I, this would be i don't know how i want to do it I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I want to be a cellist. I want this to be my job because this feels absolutely amazing. Um, but it was, it's been a really, really difficult journey. Um, I'm, I'm dark-skinned and ever so slightly off the wall, and <laughs> that didn't really go down so well with orchestras. So um it was a real, real struggle. People were really confused by me, and I never really fit in anywhere. So by I think by the time I got to my early 20s, I was so fed up and so exhausted, I actually quit playing the cello entirely and became a wedding photographer. <laughs> it was amazing because, um, you know, I got to travel the world. It wasn't even just in the UK. I traveled the world photographing weddings. It was incredible. Um, and I did that for about ten years, maybe eleven years, and then was like, no, I'm. I miss supporting other people from a coaching perspective, and I miss playing the cello. So I think it was about 2017, I think I picked up the cello again and was like, yeah, this is, yeah, I'm ready now. I feel like I've learned loads business-wise. I'm ready to go again. Um, So I applied for local orchestras, just like local county orchestras. And they were like, yeah, 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 come and play. We'd love to have you. And then even within a year, I remember thinking, well, do you know what? I've been in the wedding industry for 10 years and I love playing the cello. How can I mash the two together? And that, by the way, is the story of my life. I have this one thing. I have this other thing. How can I mash these things together? Um, and that's basically what happened. I was like, right, solo wedding cellist. I don't want to do quartets. I don't want backing music. I just want to show up and play my cello and have these people enjoy beautiful music. And that's what I started doing. And 2018, I booked my first solo wedding. I think it's like September 2018. And it's just grown ever since. And then coaching came along in 2021. As I said, when I'd just gone through divorce and i just moved out with my two kiddos, I was like, right, how can I... Um, how can I grow my business even more? How can I use my skills even more to help and support people? Well, I've always been about helping and supporting people and you know just kind of creating opportunities for dreams to come true in one way or another. So coaching came about and I was like, right, I know I'm neurodivergent, I have ADHD, I'm autistic. How can I help and support people in that sense? That started up and was very like it grew so quickly. It's been pretty amazing and I've I've done the spaghetti at the wall trick or I've tried this and I've tried that, but that just seems to have worked really nicely. And then, oh, blimey, Coming into 2023, I went back to streaming on Twitch. So through the pandemic, I was like, how can I continue to make money? Again, it was how can I mash things together? So I, um, I would play my cello and I would do gaming, like loads and loads of gaming on Twitch. And then yeah, at the end of 2022, I was like, right, I want to mash more things together. So I went back to streaming on Twitch. I was playing my cello. I was having, I was doing neurodivergent sessions. I was doing coaching. It was like everything I could throw at it. It was brilliant. And then it just all fell beautifully into place, and then here I am today, now coaching as a music and creative life coach, and it's freaking amazing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love, I love that you you talk about mashing different things together. I think it just it really reinforces the fact that there is no one size fits all approach or or. or- Perfect playbook that anyone has to follow in order to achieve success in this space. One area that I would love to dig into more, and I imagine many of our listeners will be really interested in it, really interested in hearing more about is uh, you mentioned you started that coaching business and it just took off. Can you take us through that in slow motion, maybe? Like, how did you get started? Like what was like step one um, (laughs) for you, I guess, and take us through maybe three or four or five or 10, however far we want to go into this.
1: Yeah, of course. So, um, I've never been one for email lists. I'll be perfectly honest. And I was super conscious that everyone around me was going, well, you got to have a list. You need a list. Like it's all about building lists. And I'm like, I really don't want to do that because that's exhausting for me. Plus I know that even as a neurodivergent myself, the chances of me checking an email every time it comes in or, you know, reading an update, it wasn't going to happen. So I was like, right, okay, how can I, how can I build an even bigger audience and or tap into the audience that I already have. So I took to Facebook, I took to Twitter and I took to Instagram. And I, I want to be clear, my numbers on those platforms weren't huge. I think on Instagram, I had maybe 1200 followers at the time on Twitter. I was fortunate to have about four and a half thousand followers. And even most of those were really inactive because it's like really, really old accounts. But I just thought, right, how, what can I, what can I offer these people? That might help and support them. What service can I give them? What can I, what do I have that I can put into this space that might have them think, oh, do you know what? I would love to take part in. It. I'd love a bit of that. So I decided to offer, I think I offered something like 10 free coaching sessions, which had to happen within like, I think it's like a six-week timeframe. Um, and I was <laughs> I put it on Facebook first. And that was fully booked within about 24 hours. Like everyone was like, I'll do it. I- I'm in. I- can I, is there any spaces left? And I don't think Twitter even got a look in and I didn't even get to posting it on Instagram. I was like, I'm, I'm looking at coaching. I'm thinking about doing this. That was on Instagram. And by the time I was ready to post <laughs> it officially, like I didn't even make it that far. So I did the 10 coaching sessions and ended up doing more because it was just amazing to follow up. They, in return, I was like, if you want to offer a donation as a thank you, or if you want to send me um, a referral, or if you want to just do a testimonial, that would be fantastic because then I can build my website. Um, and I was just basically building as and creating and hoarding <laughs> as much info as I could to just really build the business. And that was it. I mean, that's just, that's just where it started. I, um, I just used everything that I already had in front of me. I, 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 I wasn't ready to try much new stuff. So it was just right. What have I got in front of me that I can use right now? And it started with those 10 free coaching sessions. And yeah, it, it just grew really, really quickly. And I think I, I started coaching training in, I think it was, um, September, October, I think it was October, 2021 and booked my first um, like high-ticket client by December 2021 and booked my second high-ticket client January 2022 and <laughs> qualified and graduated as a coach in, I think it was April 2023. So I hadn't even finished my training yet, but just... Having those testimonials and all of that stuff underneath my belt, that was the way to go. It was amazing. It was like, it was just, just go and do it. Just get out there and do it. Just start something and start building as fast as possible. And that's how it
0: worked. Amazing. Uh, can you, can you tell us, did you, uh, when you put that free offer out, did you have mm-hmm. an idea or did you already define, I guess your overall purpose for coaching or did you just say, Hey, I'm p- starting coaching. Are you interested? So
1: I went out there and I said, right, look, um, you guys know I'm neurodivergent. You know I'm autistic. You know I have ADHD. I, I think I literally phrased it by saying, I want to support you with anything that you've got going on that I might be able to help you with in a coaching space. I want to help you through any like any blockage that you might have right now or anything like if you have a fork in the road and you don't know which way to go and you just want a sounding space. Or if you're just trying to make decisions in your career or in life, just anything that you just think you might want a, a space to speak out loud, but it's safe and secure and it's private and confidential. And you might want someone to bounce ideas off who is experienced and you know has a clue about how to get you moving again i think that's i think that's pretty much how i pitched it and it, as it turned out that's exactly what people were looking for and it helped as well that i live my life out loud so people could see the experiences that I'd been through as well, and then could relate. It was really really important that they could relate to what I was going through and go, yeah, you know what? Jay's been through that. And so maybe she could help me with this because she's already done it. She's already ahead of where I am now. So maybe she can help me get there too. And I think that was the, that was the pull. That was the, uh, that was the interest.
0: Got it. Got it. And so how much would you say your audience, uh, online, were they familiar with you offline? Did they already kind of know you or was most of their familiarity from just the, the postings that you've done over the, you know, the years that they've been following?
1: I would say the majority were from were online. So they, as I said, they were either on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. I tried LinkedIn, but it didn't work for me. It's not a platform that I'm very comfortable with. So I was very, very specific with where I went and was very conscious about who um, I suppose, who had been following my stories for the longest... So I knew that those three, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook were my oldest platforms. And even on Facebook, you know, I'd, on Facebook, you know, I'd picked up new friends. So they were, I say friends, they were, you know, like quite recent. So like, they may be only been following me for like a week or so, but then there are also people on there who had been friends with me since the beginning, the very, very beginning, you know, way back in like 2007 or whenever it was. Um, and the same on Instagram and Twitter, it was, it was a mixture of old and new, But there were, there were a handful of people who also had maybe met me in real life or had, you know, um, had dealings with me in real life one way or another. But I would say that the majority were online. Definitely the majority were online.
0: Very cool. Can you take us through uh, a little bit of just your overall audience building process? And were you deliberate about it or was this uh, more a a culmination of you sharing your stories and people just started showing up?
1: It's definitely a culmination of story sharing. I know that I am my brand. So um, a lot of people might be, oh, you know, when you want to sell, you've got to show up and do this, you've got to be consistent, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, I know what I'm like and I know that consistency in showing up online is not my thing. And so I was, I made peace with the fact that I'm going to show up for like three days straight and I'm going to bombard you with a ton of info. And then you might not see me for a week because I'm resting or I'm out living life, doing all the stuff that you guys want to do. So yeah, there was, there was never any right it's, it's Tuesday. By Friday, I'm going to have like 600 new followers. There was never, never any of that. And it's still not even that now. Like every time I get one new follower, I'm like, yay, this is so exciting. Woohoo. And that could be like (laughs) one follower a month. Like I don't even care, but at least I know for me personally that that one follower who follows and sticks, they're doing so because they're relating to me. They're connecting to me. They they are, inter- they are genuinely interested rather than just following me for the sake of, oh, here's another content creator. What are they um, going to try and sell me? Oh, okay. I'm no longer interested in then they zone out or they're just no longer a client. So it was lovely to just show up and people be genuinely interested rather than interested because they felt they had to. They were interested because they wanted to be
0: interested. I love that once again, this just reinforces the the point from earlier About, like, there really is no one size fits all approach or or rule based system that is the only way for this to work. I know that I'm sure you two have read through articles that are listened to influencers (laughs) that say you have to post every single day and it has to be in this format. And (laughs) yeah, and like, yeah, that does not sound like that was the case for you
1: definitely not the case for me. In fact, it was the exact opposite. There were days when I would post <laughs> I would post like five or six times a day on like Instagram or Twitter and or Facebook I mean today is a beautiful case in point I think I've done like 10 posts on Facebook today and I get to post number seven and I'm thinking surely these people are sick of me by now surely they've had enough but the interactions <laughs> are still just as high and they're like oh my God Jay this is so amazing it's so wonderful thank you so much for sharing but that's really important to me because I I want to share so that people have something they can relate to something they can connect with and it's most importantly it's real time so they see what real life is like there's no kind of um content creator smokescreen or influencer smokescreen, whatever you want to call it. For me, it's it's all about living the real life and being as genuine as possible so that people can relate. And then there's no pressure. They can they themselves can think, okay, well, you know what? Jay's posted once today and she's posted she's having a sucky day. I can relate to that. I'm having a sucky day as well. And they will say that. It's like, yeah, you know what, Jay? Me too. I'm having a sucky day as well. And I might reply with, well, you know what? Maybe it's just today. Maybe it's the whole week. Who knows? But it's going to get better or things will change or, you know, we'll do something else tomorrow. And, that sense of realism that reality is is yeah so conforming to I must post once a day every day no I'm sorry that's really I couldn't do that if I tried (laughs) you'd have to take my phone away from me
0: Uh, Tell me, uh, I don't know if you I don't even know if this is something that you struggled with, but I know it's something that a lot of people do, um, including myself. Uh, Just getting over that hurdle of putting something out there, like maybe Mm. I know it's probably a lot easier once you get going, but like taking that first step to start the process.
1: Yeah, starting the process. Can be very, very difficult. And the majority of my clients that I've spoken to when it comes to how to start the process, um, it comes down to confidence. And I was actually just, um, I actually, I think I did a blog post about this recently and exploring with a client, like, what actually is confidence? What is stopping us from putting ourselves out there? And for me personally, it's about Feeling like I'm in a safe space Now of course Anything you put on the internet Is subject to trolls Or people who have A difference of opinion But there's also Making peace with that It's making peace With knowing that People can have All the opinions in the world And their opinions Are none of my business Like they can say Whatever they want to say That's absolutely fine But it's none of my business It's not up to me To change their mind It's not up to me To tell them otherwise It's not up to me To tell them they're wrong If they have that opinion That is entirely up to them And they can think of me Whatever they want to think of me But I'm not going to be like Oh no no you've got me all wrong let me change that because it becomes a dangerous dangerous spiral so as long as I know that I'm showing up for me first and foremost for me and my business which therefore means that I'm helping and supporting other people so therefore I'm showing up for them that's all that matters as long as I stay true to what is important to me then I know I can show up and not worry too much about it don't get me wrong there are days where I'm just like ugh I'm tired and I don't want to deal with this and people are stressing me out and if that happens then I just step away shut it down and step way I don't need that negative energy or if I am going to step into that negative energy space and I make sure I go in fully armed but for the most part no it's not my business so people are going to have a thought people are going to have opinions I'm like okay cool knock yourself out I'm going to go off and do my thing because I like doing my thing it's kind of awesome
0: I don't know how much if this, this is out of scope or something you want to talk about but so shut me down if you don't but <laughs> one of the things I'm really interested in is uh understanding like some of the unique challenges of approaching business when you you know have ADHD, you mentioned autism, which I realize is fairly broad in terms of the actual mm-hmm. um, the symptoms or or what that actually means to the individual. Um, are you open to sharing just anything about like the overcoming those challenges and running your business?
1: <laughs> it has been an adventure, <laughs> to say the least. The biggest things that helped me the most. Was to find my people, find my community, find my support network, big or small. It doesn't matter. It's just who else can understand whatever it is that I'm going through. Who else can relate? Who else can make it all make sense? There have been, I mean, I say it, you know, my, I work best when I mash things together and I'm, people know that I'm very, <laughs> I will often throw the spaghetti at the wall and be like, hmm, it's sticking to, oh, wait, no, no, it's not sticking. Ah, oh, no, it's hit the, okay, fine, let's move on. But <laughs> it's, it's, it's not ideal for everyone. And that phrase is something that has really, really kind of, it's really hit home and helped me get over a lot of hurdles. Just the whole, what I do isn't for everyone and what everyone else does isn't for me. And I'm okay with that. I know that I've exercised methods that a lot of people go, Jay, that's the dumbest idea ever, but it helps me it's helped me learn. It's helped me explore. It's helped me grow and create even more bonkers new ideas. I'm conscious that some of the stuff I do now is really, really out of the box and I don't see anyone else doing it, but it works. It really, really works. Like, for example, um, using my Discord community for my, as a place where I live stream and to have conversations with people. And, you know, I'm just about to introduce coaching in there and all kinds of stuff. And But at the same time, you know, I'm playing Minecraft in there as well as alongside the coaching. And it's just a lot of fun, but it's recognising that that is what works best for me. And as a result of growing, uh, in terms of growing my audience, my ideal audience relate to that as well. They connect with that. So yeah, being autistic and having ADHD and trying to (laughs) <laughs> trying to grow this business and figure it all out has been really, really hard, but it's easier with the right help and support. I had my own coach, coaches, plural. Um, and like I said, I have my little networks and I have my Discord server, which I absolutely adore. The people in there are amazing. Shout out to Cosmic Girly Discord server. They're so cool. Um, <laughs> They've been brilliant. And even my Twitch subscribers and followers, again, they're just so supportive and other Twitch communities as well. Like not even my own, like not even my own communities and groups that I might run, but groups run by other people who are similar to me. That's, that's what's made it easier. That's been some of the real game changing stuff is just knowing that I'm not alone. Absolutely knowing that I'm not alone. I love
0: that. I, I want to uh, flip that question upside down too. <laughs> I, I really am of the belief that sometimes our biggest obstacles can also become some of our biggest strengths. And so I'm interested, has there been any any ways in which the, these, uh, these situations have actually helped you be more effective in business?
1: <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> there's, a, there's this thing with ADHD where we work where we quite often seemingly work really well under last minute pressure so it's kind of like right it's it's the 11th hour or in our case it's the 11 11 11.9th hour like we've we've got like 10 seconds to go and we're all like oh god we've got to do something do it fast whatever it is just do it and yeah it's it's not ideal and it can be stressful but holy moly some of the best ideas have come from doing that. Like, I mean, I can't even, ironically, ADHD, I can't even think of anything right now because I'm drawing a blank because that's how it works. But sometimes I've had like, um, a, maybe a project or a course that I've wanted to create and that whole, you know, create a course. No, um, think of a course and sell it before you've created it. That was really hard for me to wrap my head around. But then once I set the, um, the course launch date and I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, no, it'd be fine. It'd be fine. And then, you know, it's, it's a day before course launch day and I'm like, oh no, do the thing. I've got to do the thing. Do something, do something. <laughs> You know, it's like panic, panic, panic stations. But then it's worked because I've done the thing. At least I've done the thing because I've committed to saying this is the deadline. And in true ADHD fashion, I don't want to let people down. I mean, it's a people pleasing thing to some extent. It used to be, not so much anymore. It's a self-satisfaction thing now, now that I understand it better. But yeah, that whole, that last minute thing has been amazingly helpful in some circumstances. Another thing that's been really helpful being, uh, having ADHD is just having this, seemingly infinite well of ideas. Like, I have ideas for days. It's amazing. So I can, like I have on my desk, my notebook, which I, I, it's like a refillable notebook and I'm refilling it like every other week because I'm constantly scribbling down ideas. And again, that means I'm mashing stuff together to create new projects and um, business ideas and different ways in which I can help and support people. And it's just, it's just so exciting to see that happening because yeah, then I know my business is going to continue to grow because there's always
0: something churning over. I love that. I love that. An infinite pool of ideas Sounds like a <laughs> a wonderful <laughs> a wonderful um, <laughs> symptom. Uh, let's uh, let's talk about before before I move into your actual product suite. Uh, I am interested. Ideas are all wonderful, but undoubtedly you have taken action and you have executed on those ideas. Uh, Can Mm. you maybe share any tips you have or or how have you overcome like just idea overwhelm and turn that into Mm. things that you can actually action on and drive results that are meaningful to you and your business?
1: The first, there's two things that come to mind straight away on action overwhelm and the first thing, and those with ADHD who are listening, hear me out. The first thing I would say with action overwhelm is write it down. And that's not with intent to do the thing that it's just write it down. So it gets it out of your head because the danger is that we become so overwhelmed with everything swimming around in our heads that we can't see anything anymore. It's kind of like everything is just too clogged up. But in writing it down, whether you choose to go ahead and do the thing or not, you kind of clear space in your head. It's as close as you can get to coaching without actually coaching. And so writing all these things down means that you get to make space and a little bit of space in your head. And you can probably, you'll probably generate more ideas, which is great or not, depending on whether you want more ideas, but just creating space, find some way to create space in your head. If you're not going to write it down, then verbalise it or voice note it or chat with someone about it. Just get it out of your head one way, another. And then the beauty of that is you then have this catalog of stuff that you can start mashing ideas together and creating new business ideas. And then off the back of that, the next biggest thing to do is just do it. Take that first step, figure out what the first step is, even if it is the tiniest, tiniest, Smidgin of a step. I did a workshop um late last year, literally just before Christmas called Dreams to Reality Workshop, where it was just like manifesting your dream goals um, and looking at how you could create and grow stuff within your business and turn those bonkers ideas into actual reality. Like even those people going, yeah, yeah, no, it's impossible. There's no way I'll be able to do it. It's too big, it's too complex. But this was like how to actually get started with that. And even with that, I was like, well, this is I want it to be a five-day workshop. That was step one even just saying it's going to be a five-day workshop, that was step one. I didn't know how I was going to do it, but it was a step, it was a workshop. So saying that much was step one. And it was like, right, okay, I know what it is I want to do. I want to guide people in this workshop through turning this random dream, seemingly impossible dream into some kind of reality. That was step two. Like it was even those are steps and people often overlook those things because they're looking for the big thing that the that, that outline, the right, you're going to spend day one projecting this and crafting that and it's like no 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 we can minimize it we can bring it right down so it's less overwhelming and less intimidating bring it down to the teeniest tiny steps but find that first step and just do it step in and if it's too if that first step is too scary then make it even smaller make it even tinier and if that means just speaking into existence then just do that even that is a start.
0: I tell you, Jay, uh, every time I am conducting these interviews, I feel like I'm at like business church and I sit here feeling convicted <laughs> the entire time. Yes. Uh, so many, so many good. And I hope uh, that that, that is also the way some of our listeners are feeling as well, just due to the the sheer <laughs> amount of like really good quality actionable insights that come from yeah. these conversations. And I am having so much fun with this conversation. Uh, I do want to kind of move us into tell us like what your journey, how you found Kajabi, how that came into the picture. As a, did it start with your coaching? Did you start off with a course? Like how did that come into your journey?
1: Yeah. So Kajabi. Kajabi kind of got dangled in front of me like a really nice carrot. Um, and that was from doing a, a digital course academy, which is basically a course creation, a course in creating courses, which the irony was not lost on me. Um, but that was really, really helpful. And I just remember, I remember launching my coaching business. And the first thing I wanted to do was create a website. Now, I, I mean, I've worked with on WordPress. I've built my own websites on WordPress for donkey's years like it's got to be like 10 no blimey uh 15 years maybe um and i run my i currently run my cello business on wordpress but i knew when it came to building my coaching website, I knew that it was going to need more than just a website front end. I was like, I feel like I'm going to need some stuff at the back end, but I'm not quite sure what that is yet. So I held off on building the website and just kind of stuck a page onto my cello website. And I thought that will do for now, that whole, I'll figure it out as I go along, I'll figure it out. And that will do for now. And so I was like, right, okay. Then I did digital course academy and the, there was an offer to some to Kajabi there were some other mentions of other platforms as well but i remember i remember hearing the phrase kajabi is an all in one and that, I'm not going to lie. That was like, um, yes, hello. I'll have some of that. Thank you very much. So uh, just point me in the right direction. And that really, there was no, there was, it was a no brainer. Um, I knew that I wanted my website on there. I knew that I was going to do a course at some point. I remember thinking, well, I suppose I'm going to need an email list, I guess. So I could see that it was a great way to manage email lists. Um, I remember thinking that there was the podcast on as well. Um, and I love that that was tied in. Like it was just, as my ideas grew and I remember flicking through my notebook and thinking, yeah, I had this idea and I have that idea. Again, that's speaking everything out or just writing it all down. And I had all these ideas and it just looked like Kajabi could easily handle every single one of those ideas. So it just made sense to just go for it. And I'm also not going to lie. I remember, um, (laughs) I remember doing my research and seeing that you have the Kajabi hero pins, like the milestone pins. And being being ADHD and constantly looking for the dopamine, like looking for those incentives to be like, oh, oh, that's exciting. So even that was, I was like, yeah, you've got me. I'm excited. I'm excited. I want a pin. I want a pin. I want a pin. And just having that one K badge, that one K pin was so an incentive for me, as well as the ease of everything in that place. I was like, yeah, this is, this is a no-brainer. It would be bonkers of me to try anything else. I've already experienced having several different things in one place. I've done MailChimp, I've done Zapier and all of those things and communities elsewhere. And I was just like, no, I need this to be as easy as possible. And that's what I work through with my own clients. What can you do to make it easy? And that's what Kajabi did. There was There was no question at all.
0: I love how many people like bring up like there's uh, lots of other rewards too like you get the AirPods and the swag and all of the other good <laughs> yeah. stuff but how like I don't think anyone's ever mentioned like any of the other stuff it's the pins like the honestly pins. probably <laughs> the cheapest thing in the package. <laughs> <And they're, laughs> I mean, like, don't, I don't get me the wrong. Pin. <laughs> I know, seriously, don't get me wrong.
1: I love the socks. I have the socks and I wear them. I have the t-shirt and I do wear it. But and I do use my Rocket Book as well. It's I actually um I took it. A part and cut it and put it into my regular everyday notebook but dude those pins like give me more of those pins please i am here for the pins let's go seriously
0: (laughs) (laughs) i love it um well uh, take us a little bit through uh where your where's your overall catalog of your offerings today um i know you we talked a lot about mashing things together and I guess what percentage (laughs) of your business happens on Kajabi versus off Kajabi? Can you give us like a little bit of insight into how it looks today?
1: Yeah. So at the moment it's, it's almost kind of like it, well, for a while it was the two, it was reasonably balanced between my cello website and my coaching website. So cello is WordPress and coaching is on Kajabi. Um, And then it shifted a bit because I had booked, (laughs) ironically, I booked so many high ticket clients that I actually stopped everything else because I was just like, okay, I need time and I need to just take a breather so I can just readdress everything and just rebalance. So my main income and my main business shifted back to just cello stuff. Um, And then recently I'd say the balance is now between cello website and the coaching on Kajabi and the, um, the community, that I have on Discord. But what I'm really loving is the ease. And this, again, here I am doing it again. I'm mashing everything into one place. So literally just over the last, I would say the last three weeks or so, I've now created landing pages on Kajabi for Discord, which I love because it's like, it's a beautiful landing page. I mean, it's not even anything fancy. It's just like, just everything's there. And then there's links outbound to this, that and the other. So yeah, so the three things at the moment that are um, that I'm loving is that I have a link to my Discord community. I have a link to my one-to-one coaching, um, like my top tickets. And then I also have a link to what I call my ignition sessions. So sometimes people come along and they don't want to do three months. They don't want to do six months. They just need like um just like a short run of sessions, so I do the ignition sessions which happens over i think it's forty five days and then it's uh three uh i think it's like three or four sessions and then a follow up um and I love those those have been going amazing I'm really really enjoying those, but I love now that i've i blog i I stopped my podcast, but I've started blogging but i put, i do the blogging all on Kajabi now I'm loving this because it feels like. And this goes back to the confidence, actually, the confidence to just do the thing. It feels like it's a safe space for me to talk about my cello related stuff. Like it's really exciting that I get to blog all the cello related stuff because I've just, for example, I've just um, performed with um, Queen Charlotte's Global Orchestra as a part of Bridgerton for Netflix, which has been really, really amazing. Now, initially I would have put that on my cello website, but that's such a huge thing that I want people on my coaching website to see it as well. Like it's really important for me that my clients see how I'm still living life and how I'm being true and honest and out there doing all these amazing things. So, like playing for orchestras around the world and traveling with my cello Sid, and doing all these incredible things, but still having this coaching mindset as well. So now I have my website, my WordPress website, blog, just redirect to Kajabi. So like just everything, everything somehow comes from Kajabi. And it's just so easy to have that Ease of the back and forth. There's, and there's, there's no, I've always remembered like, oh, you want people to come to your website and to see you. And if they're going to click out, you want them to click out at the last minute, but it's still got to be relating to you because you want to build a client. You want to build the customer. You want that relationship. And yeah, just, just that ease of being able to do that and have everything linked together is fantastic. So, yeah, so I have the cello linked in and outgoing and I have my coaching sitting right there. And then I have my community linked in and outgoing. It's just, it's just so easy. So yeah, it's, oh God, I love that it's so easy.
0: Well, uh, take us through, I guess for anyone, uh, to, you, you dropped the bomb probably at the right time there because I was about ready to ask you like, where can people find you? And now we know that all we have to do is watch Netflix and we can uh, hear some of your work maybe, um, but tell us yeah. where we should send people to learn more about you and your products.
1: Of course. So, I mean, you can either go to jm.com or jmcoach.com. That's J-A-Y-E-M-M-E. Um, so it's just my name. Um, but first and foremost, I tend to, I tend to direct people to my Instagram. That's kind of where everything starts. But it's important for me that I have my websites because as much as we love social media, we can't rely on it. We can never assume that it's always going to be there for us. And if, if it gets to the point where Instagram suddenly decides, yeah, no, it's going to be a paywall now. Or, which I think Facebook have just done actually. Um, or, uh, yeah, no, actually, it's all closing down and we're taking all of your stuff because we own it. I'm like, well, then how do I even contact any of my clients? So, yeah, Instagram. Initially, but that's just like for the throw, what I call the throwaway content. It's not throwaway, but it's just like, I'm just doing this. I'm just going to throw it out there. So it's like throwaway. But primarily, either my coaching website or my cello website, and they both link fully backwards and forwards. And then you can find out about my courses, my cello services, my coaching, and my community. Everything is on there, and it's all as visible as I can possibly make it. <laughs>
0: I love it, I love it. Well, and one more thing too. Uh, to give us like a little bit of a sneak peek in terms of what's next either from a product standpoint or even just you as an individual like any any more big Netflix specials on the horizon uh, <laughs> or what else is coming? Well-
1: nothing more for netflix at the moment i have just done um so we did the queen charlotte's global orchestra for the queen charlotte release um and then i did um a series of quartet and small ensemble stuff for netflix as well that was pretty amazing we've just finished all of that um i've just been interviewed for an article for netflix which was really really cool as well just did that today and then coming next i'm excited i'm so 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 excited is kajabi hero live where um, i know oh my god i'm so excited because I will be there with my cello as well. So hopefully I'll be doing a little bit of performing and will be more than happy to share more stories or talk to more people about the experience of how we've made it to this point. And then after that, it, well, I suppose... After that, it's wedding season, whatever wedding season is, because weddings are all year round. But yeah, it's whatever the universe decides to throw at me next and whatever else I decide to manifest. And as always, it's kind of like my life. It's all systems go until I say, stop, let me just take a breath for a minute. Hold on. And then I'll go again.
0: (laughs) Yes, yes. Well, I have heard rumors that you'll be at Kajabi Hero Live, and I am uh, incredibly excited to meet you in person there, too, and uh, get to experience uh, potentially hearing you play, too, which would be super
1: yeah definitely i've been working on a little bit of repertoire i think i'm performing on two of the days i just need to confirm that with team kajabi um but yeah i'm so excited i i dug out i dug out my suitcase today ready to start packing because i just want to make sure i'm absolutely sorted but yeah cello sid my my cello is called sid (laughs) sid and i are absolutely so excited like i'm so excited it's going to be incredible so i'm really looking forward to it i'm so excited
0: yes Well, Jay, thank you so much for taking some time out of your evening from the other side of the world to share (laughs) this story with all of us. Um, Really appreciate you coming on.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I really really appreciate it. It's a pleasure and an honor. Thank
0: you. Yes. Well, I hope that at some point this will be an accolade similar to the Netflix interviews and all of the (laughs) other good stuff as well. (laughs) Definitely. Um,
1: I've been shouting about it, so I'm, I'm really, really excited. And everyone's like, oh my God, Jay, that's so exciting. So yes. Definitely, definitely
0: yes yes well uh once again as a reminder for everyone who's listening all of the information that you heard today for jay will be in our show notes so you can find easily clickable links to check out all of her stuff um with that said that's all we have for everyone this week uh thank you all for listening we'd greatly appreciate it if you dropped into you know either apple Podcasts or spotify leave us a review um it means the world to us uh thank you all again for listening and we'll see you next week Kajabi Edge podcast.